Today's That's So Retrograde is brought to you by our Patreon page. What? Meditations? Hangs. Bonus advanced episodes. Unbelievable. We recently uh, did recorded with last week's guest, Ashley Niece, with a cool breathing exercise that you and I have been using daily to lead us into our meditation. Game changer. We've got sound baths coming up with Ambi. So much more good stuff happening. In conjunction with this app, we have something with Guru Jagged. Yes. So, so. you can head over to patreon.com slash so retrograde. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash so retrograde to consciously couple with one of our four subscriber offerings. Join the tribe, guys. Do it. <laughs> Play the jingle. We did it. Your intuition guided you to this place here with us right now at this moment. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. Oh, I like the way your voice took that tone. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Hi, Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Sambari. Hi, Stephanie. Me, 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 me. How are we doing? We're fresh off a vegan cleanse with the fine folks over at Sakara Life. Oh, yes. Thank you guys so much. That was so wonderful. We know some of you guys are listening, so thanks for keeping us satiated with yummy fruits and veggies and nuts and realizing that I can survive. Sakara snack game strong. Those onion Ugh. flax cracker things are like chia tortillas. What even is that? It's my life. And I also Unclear. am obsessed with the ashwagandha granola. I haven't gotten into that yet. Oh, I'm like deep in. It's in my bag so, right now. Guys, um also not for nothing, guys, but greatest poops of my life. Same. <laughs> Actually same. Yeah. Like totally. Um We so haven't talked that about fun. that in a while, so I feel like we right. need to we revisit. Right. We have to, a callback. I feel like season, season one, one callback was all about poop. <laughs> Would you say we're in season 3 now and we're about to start season 4 after the holidays? I think we're ending season 2. 3. Because we're hitting the three-year mark in January. Oh shit! Can you believe it? Wild guys, thanks for so being many this hairstyles with us. from you. Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I count, I count our trajectory in your hair color. Have I had more look. hairstyles or more lovers? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a tie. <laughs> Hilarious. That's so funny. Um, we're really, really excited about today's guest. Ugh, okay, so little background. Um, earlier this year, around like April, was it April? Or May, which I don't doesn't yeah. matter. You're just nodding. We don't know. We don't care. Yeah. Sometime in the early spring. Yeah. Um, late we, spring. Late spring. We had the uh, pleasure of uh, moderating a panel with Matches Fashion, and thanks India for setting <laughs> that up. And we um, met Guru Jagat. We interviewed her, and we were just uh, taken away with her light and energy and humor and just wisdom. And we were like, we. She had a podcast, and it's called Reality Riffing. And they were like, we should get you guys on the podcast. And she was like, you guys are the, the ab fab, fab of, of wellness. New, yeah. And I was like, I will fucking take that ab all fab day of the long. New age. Yes, so dope. So we went and recorded with her, and that was in a time we were kind of transitioning out of like our one recording space to know what we were gonna do. And she was like, you Self-producing, guys producing, you guys. Yeah, that's you know, what we do now. It, it, to call to call this interview up, it's a it's a it was a risky situation, <laughs> and she was like, "I don't want you guys to stop recording, and I want you to 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 well, use my space." I also want to say, yeah, because we'll get into that in a second, but that Jill Willard, a former yes. intuitive guest, yes, told you, yes, that you were going to meet a woman yeah. who is good friends with Amanda Chantel Bacon, yep. founder of Moon Juice, mm-hmm. who also a former guest and friend of the show, and she said that this woman was going to play like an integral role in what we were doing mm-hmm. and then Guru Jagat appeared she's great friends with Amanda Chantel Bacon and, and I was like I think you're my person here we are <laughs> um, but let's just cut to the interview because we kind of get into oh, we the do recording talk about stuff that. and all that so, okay well she's um, a magical magical woman and we're excited for you to hear this and if you're in LA and you have the opportunity to check out the Rama Institute um, do it go do it and maybe come find us because we're there on Wednesdays yes we're here with Guru Jagat um, who really has been an integral part of keeping this show going the past few months and we are so grateful that you offered your space to us when we like weren't sure where we were gonna record the show and you so kindly pulled us aside and you said I don't want there to be a lag in what you guys are creating have my space and so 
because of you, <clears throat> excuse me, because of you, we've been here at the Rama Institute in beautiful Venice, California for a summer residency that so elegantly has expanded, expanded into, into Thanksgiving. Into <laughs> <laughs> it's Los Angeles. It's technically so it still summer. Here. Time is an illusion. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so thank you. Yeah. First and foremost. Um, it's been awesome. It's, I don't even really have the words to properly express the gratitude that we have so thank you for we that live here now i know <laughs> it's like you guys sleep back there exactly. <laughs> the gong bay um gong bay is my bedroom <laughs> and you know it's interesting because one of the the concepts that we abide by here is is the importance of being your own guru and every once in a while though an actual guru comes in <laughs> onto our space and yeah. and that's taylor swift yes yeah. <laughs> that um, is true elizabeth and so um, i will say listen to her new album and um we'll get to that later we'll but that i later. do like it um and yeah. guru jagat you uh are a guru tell us what that is because i don't really know what that really means and how one earns that title. I've never seen a guru that wasn't a man with a beard. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. Well, um, first of all, my teacher in the Kundalini lineage, guru is not used in the way that it was used kind of in the time that we came from where you get that. Yeah. You get that kind of 70s. You know, the Source family. Right. Best Everybody has really time. good astrology belts. Um, <laughs> and, why, you know, we do like the white rubs around here. But, yeah. um, but no, it, it really actually is a sound kind of awakening. So mm. when you say guru, every time you say guru, because we have a lot of mantras that have guru in it, or he, he gave me the name Guru Jagat, it actually awakens something in your particular hypothalamic adrenal axis that's, that is kind of a sound frame for your own awakening and huh. so it really is, is it's less about me particularly I mean it does have something to do with with um, me being a teacher and, and kind of my mission on the planet but certainly we're not in the time of I'm going I'm a guru I'm going to take your karma from you and you know I'm going to you know that that's the, that's the model of like this kind mm -hmm. of time that we've come from and so I think in a lot of ways he knew that we're shifting into an age where the, the kind of feminine archetype are needing to both rise and also be reestablished in a different way and mm. and um, decolonized my new favorite word yes. um, and so he gave me that that name as a way in I think to kind of deprogram what that actually means cool. wow and so it, yeah so it's not so we're not we're not giving like yogi bhajan he was you know he came to la and there were all these hollywood stars and millionaires and billionaires that tried to get him to initiate them you know he offering him millions and billions of dollars to get, initiate them and do the guru trip with him Stop. and he was like no that's i will so his whole thing was we're not here to collect students we're here to create teachers okay which back to your, you know, finding your own kind of wisdom and your own and your own intuitive power. That's the Beautiful. whole game. Second question wow. on like the uh, surface obvious point. Why the white? Yeah, why the white? Well, the white is in the white apparel. Not like, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. are you white? Yeah. Why am I white? Well, I'm not white. Can't so. I ask people why they're um, white. Why not? We're in a post-racial right. society. There's right. no race. And there's no gender, and we're just calling it out and talking about it's it. It's true. It's very true. It's an exciting time. Um, but the the you know color therapy. I'm sure you guys probably have even had some color therapy people on a color medium yeah yeah okay so sort of the same so yeah so <laughs> the the white uh, does something to the energy field just like black does like there's 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 reasons why a lot of urban places black is a predominant color that they wear because it really kind of brings you it, it kind of pr puts your aura into a little bit more of a protective or less mm. radiant place. We wear white so it doesn't like kind of get stuck to us. It just kind of yeah. goes, it, it goes out into the um, ethers and that's part. So it's really like, it's like a spacesuit. Amazing. Yeah. And I call the turban and like the, what I wear in my head, it's like a helmet. I mean, this, this mm. is real. We're on the front lines. So we're, we're, you know, we're kind of, we need, we need a helmet. We need a protective, right. we need a protective suit. Because you're like energy escapes from your head, right? Or something like that? Or it enters through your head? <clears throat> well, 
There's a lot of things that happen with your head, <laughs> as you know. I'm aware. <laughs> that, head, that head. That <laughs> head. Um, but yeah, it, it it definitely protects. But also, I mean, I just think about it like I'm. You know, this is like it, it, Star Wars is fiction. Is nonfiction. It's not fiction. Mm. There's war out there, and it's real. And you know, you got to be prepared. And so for me, I put on. You know, I put something on my head so I don't get any yeah. head wounds, and and I wear something that will expand the. My my kind of energy field so that I can be as, as I can serve as much as I can, which is just having a clear space for people to kind of. We want to get into how you serve in a second in, in terms of the Kundalini and all that. But something that's just coming up for me is so many of the people that we talk to who are healers, shamans or in that profession talk have like really interesting uh, perspectives on like what's called like the blackout period. Some might say mm-hmm. that we're in or just culturally, like you can't deny that there is a massive shift happening. Yeah. What's your take on where we're at right now? And what's good? What, what's what's what going on? Happening? Yeah. Cause like yeah. you surround yourself. Like, like I feel like your, your mission, like you're cultivating the feminine energy, but it doesn't, you're not trying to like destroy the man at the same time. And that's no. what I feel like personally no. is like the problem yeah. is that we're like, we're, we're thinking that, Oh, we can just rise up and we'll shift it. But really it needs to be like collective both a hundred percent because all of these women who not all of them, because maybe they, they, they aren't interested in having romantic relations with a man, but certainly they may have a man. They may produce a man child. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they certainly most likely have a father unless they're part of the Illuminati Petri dish agenda. Um, so, <laughs> like, you know what like I mean? Side question. Like, Illuminati. Yeah. Is it real? Is it real? Like, we're like, Oh yeah, yeah, no, we work. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. So, but so most, 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 you know, unless you're hybrid, have a father. So right. um, you have to deal with men and yeah. not just deal with them. But I really, I agree with you 100% that, that uh, the nature of the masculine in all of us, not just, it's it's not gender specific, yeah. um, is the part of us that really wants to show up and like, and and be the hero, the heroine of the story and, and um, have a caliber and and have, you know, really our mission. Dharma is, is, is the masculine and all of us. It's our, the mission that we're all driven by. Um, the feminine is how to create more beauty and love in all of mm. us. So that has to be cultivated in both in all of us, which is the bicameral brain, which that breath that we did, that's actually a, a balancer of the, the hemispheres of the brain. And I, my opinion is that the, the evolution of the human species is about the bicameral brain. Mm. Um, so this is the masculine and the feminine. It's the, you know, all of it is as within as without. So same thing. The men want to show up, whether they're your son or your father or your boyfriend or your what's the what's the dating app? Your Raya match. Your Raya match. <laughs> Those, Those men are not trying to us, but, <laughs> but they but want I to will jerk say. off your picture in the, in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I will say about that, yeah. and not that I'm not saying it's not true, but this is what I teach the women: is that if there, where are all the good men? Well, all the good men are at the place, at the exact can place, the crossroads where you decided to kind of um, toxically mimic some idea idea of what power and leadership would look like because that's what the, the kind of post-feminist haze looks like. Whoa. Damn. Light bulb. Toxically mimic in terms of like saying like it's us versus them. Yes. Wow. And what would, I mean, there's no space for a man to show up then. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so it just, it, it, you know, there's no space and, and that's, it's, it's real what's happening this. And I understand, you know, we have to, everything has to balance out, but especially your generation of men, they are very different. I mean, they're really sensory and, and they, they're trying to find their way in the hero's journey. And as there's a, there's a guy named Robert Bly, who's not, you know, he's an older dude, but he wrote a lot on the kind of archetypes. He wrote a book called Iron John, which is all about like the, the male journey to steal the, the, the key of his masculinity back. And I feel like a lot, especially millennial men are really looking at like, okay, my mom was really strong. My sister's really 
strong. There's all this thing. I feel like I can't, like, I don't know how to kind of embody something that would be strength without offending people. I mean, it's a, it's a big conversation and I, there's no easy way, but it's, it's a big conversation. I mean, even she said something to me yesterday because I was like talking about the way that I was like kind of treating someone that I <clears throat> slept with. Mm-hmm. And she was like, imagine <laughs> if someone said that to you, like you'd be so offended. She's like, boys have feelings. And I was like, they did do. I did like, have like a moment of brilliance. It was very smart. Yeah. I was like, right. I just kind of like make assumptions based on bad behavior of other people, but that's also their own damage. And it's not it like is. their fault, but like it's my responsibility as a conscious person to not like feed into that and be like, demeaning and to actually be considerate like oh you're actually like having a full dynamic 360 human experience and like you actually don't even know how to proceed in that role no I I've been giving this example like you know I teach some my boyfriend and I teach on some relationship stuff but also I'm always with the women's work I do I'm always talking obviously about this it's a big conversation and I was watching I always watch really weird documentaries on my travels mm-hmm. I look for like the weirdest thing I can watch um, what's the weirdest thing you saw recently um, well, I mean, there was a bunch of stuff I got, like, I, I watched a bunch of stuff on exoplanets. Then I watched a Whitney doc, which was really I can't good. Wait for that one. Um, and then I watched, I watched Maestro. It wasn't weird, but it was a really cool documentary on that. Some guy, some, okay. you know, um, he's famous. I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> um, but this was some Netflix documentary series about dating in the digital age. Mm-hmm. And there was this guy and he was like, you know, 42 and like he was a reality. He was some reality show star back in the beginning, like MySpace reality show. Like he became a MySpace celebrity. Okay. Sure. So he's like 40, you know, two or something and he's in Vegas and he like, I don't know, whatever people who are doing that do, which is like something in a club. And so he does, you know, it's promoting, I guess. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then it's like, you know, the Tinder and you show him, you show his kind of rise to fame. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. He was on Big Brother. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was very profound that basically one of his little, you know, tricks who thought that she was his girlfriend, one of them out of all of them held him to accountability. Mm. And instead of like ghosting, instead of getting offended, instead of getting bit, she held him and said, I, I, I need to see you face to face. I need to speak to you about your, like what how much you've hurt me and she like cries and you know it's a little bit of a cringer you're like girl get over it a lot of you know cringy. it's a big cringer right <laughs> but then he totally like you know in the next scene he's basically making amends to every single girl wow. he had casual sex with on tinder and i am using this as an example if you want to educate a man on the sensitivity and the power and the and the beauty of the feminine complexity you have to be vulnerable with him you have to <laughs> I just threw up a little bit and it's, <laughs> yeah you're I, right it was it's the documentary right. series that Rashida Jones did about like sexuality in the cyber age and it's really there good. was like the first documentary that was about the call girls online yes. and then now there's like a follow-up like 30 minute um like episodic exactly. thing exactly. yeah it took me a minute to like yeah, turn I the wheels on what that it was. yeah but yeah but so i thought it was really interesting because wow. i that's exactly true if, if we're toxically mimicking some sort of kind of um mass like toxic mimic of a masculine kind of casual sex matrix like we don't care we'll like fuck you like you know the whole thing that you see i see it a lot but then the women are like well we're not finding men who care about us but you're that's the don't fuck <laughs> <laughs> We're just having this conversation yesterday. Like, it just is so appropriate for just like where, yeah, we were. No, it's so we're conversing on. It's so true. Yeah. Don't stop. (laughs) Well, so yeah, if you're if you're looking, you have to evoke the the moment you kind of start to from a powerful this is the the archetype that's missing many of them but this is one of the archetypes that's missing in our collective consciousness as women and it's what's rising which is why the anger and the thing but yeah it's the it's the archetype of the kali or the archetype of the i love you so much i'm not i'm gonna cut your head off (laughs) for being unconscious or for being you know for for doing like the, what this guy did which is just like have sex with these women and throw them out and never respond to their texts and I mean that's that's an that's a violent way of of using and abusing a sensitive 
a human, another yeah. woman, another human. I mean, now consensual, casual sex is different, but the, the, a lot of these women felt like they were having a relationship with this guy. Right. So anyways, I think it's, it's also difficult, not that this is what I think our whole conversation should be, but I think it's interesting because it is difficult, I think, at least for me to like differentiate or be able to come into the power place of being like, I don't just want this to be a casual thing, but because we like met on the internet and like you're being sort of like not direct with your thing. So I'm not going to be direct with my thing like that. Yeah. I think we're, we've kind of like lost our, uh, or never really had the tools to like be able to have that conversation. And also there's like this misguided kind of idea of like, well, the man has to be the one to like, let you know, it's like, we have this like thing about, yeah. you know, that's true because think about in the fifties, it was like, there's one dance, the Sadie Hawkins dance, right, where women right. tell everyone what they think, and it's like once a year, and once like a year, one time. It's like <laughs> so obviously there's like a dynamic of there power is. that's been like completely, you know, ingrained in us that we're all just kind of figuring out, figuring out how to get out of. There Who is, knows? and at the same time, there's limbic systems. So there is something to because of the male limbic system and the male brain, which Yogi Bhajan not like this is not a popular teaching, but he said that the male goes through an acid wash in the uh, in the process of being developed in a woman's body that half his half his brain doesn't work. Ha! <laughs> I mean, so we call them half brains, but the, I'm not going there. I'm just giving you a teaching. Um, but anyways, he just he, there is a limbic system difference between a woman and a man. Mm. Um, and I know that you know with the con- the conversation of gender fluidity and stuff, it can get very complex but yeah there is a difference and so in terms of of the way that uh, uh, the masculine limbic system develops um and it does need to feel like it's it's idea it's his idea basically so so but there are ways to make him feel like it's his idea yes right and that those are the some of those sacred womanly arts have been lost in the kind of uh, the whole thing and then you add to it just like you know 2,000 years of abuse and violence towards women so in a woman's limbic system she feels like she can't stand up or tell the truth or or be clear or direct because she can't get what she wants or she's going to be thrown out of the tribe or she's going to be excommunicated or I mean all or or burn at the stake right so I mean this is it's real in the limbic system and that that stuff's beyond cognition so in your in your teachings and in in what you're doing and and in watching what's going on in the world um just in terms of like the outrage like i think that there obviously there are reasons to be outraged yeah but i also i'm of the opinion i know this is kind of unpopular that there are people that are being taken in the midst of, of, of where the outrage is a little bit misplaced. Yeah. And I just would be curious to hear like kind of your prescription for attempting to be part of the balancing act instead of just being someone who gets on Twitter and says, fuck all men. And I, fu-, you know, and cause right. I read that and I get it. Like I get it. Yeah. We all get it. We all get it. But it feels, um, not aggressive and counterproductive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all, I mean, it, I think that it's, it, it has to, there, there has to be this, it's like a, a pimple being, uh, popped. Right. It, there is like, there's just like a bleeding out that's happening right now. And, um, the age that we're in from the question that you asked, the age that we're in, it's a, it's a major crossroads of several different eras of both what's called the, you know, dawning of the age of Aquarius, which happened 2012 or started mm-hmm. to happen, but also 2025 is kind of the end of a dark, the darkest era of human, human civilization that in this cycle, according to what teaching, um, that shows up in all of the ancient texts of the Vedas, the Tibetan text, the the Taoist the text, the you know, it shows up in a lot of these t- huge kind of cycles of particularly the Vedic cycles of time. This okay. Kali Yuga, um, and humans are a lot. Yogi Bhajan said the humans. This is our fourth time uh, on the planet, meaning that we've been extincted. No, this is our fifth time. We've been extincted four times. So human civilization is actually way, 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 way older then so these cycles are huge Uh and we've messed it up 
couple fifth times the charm is what I always say. We've messed it up a bunch of times. Um, I don't yeah, know. If that's true. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but we're in this very kind of these these two major cycles kind of ending within about 10, 12 years, which is very small compared to how big the cycles right. are. Right. And ch- the change of so it's a it, the, those who came to the planet this time came for a very particular reason. Um, at least you know a, a big group of us. And that that is really to kind of midwife a new consciousness. And Mm. that's going to take a lot of all sorts of clearing of trauma and clearing and healing. And so what's happening is it's a healing. And I just don't think that um, putting too much energy into I feel like you have to clear your anger. I don't I don't think spiritually bypassing anger is is in any way prudent. And anyone who ever signs an email to me, love and light, I always go. Yes, but if, thank if it's you. ironically love and light. Yeah. Well, if it's ironic, well, okay, maybe. <laughs> no, but this issue of spiritual bypassing has really been coming up for me a lot yeah. because I, I feel like I'm I've kind of become like much more real with myself in the last like year. You know, I was doing yoga studies for like a decade and like really trying to be like, it's all good. Like, right, right. It's all, everything, you know, and I was really like plugging in convenient theories to like o- look over like inconvenient emotion. Yeah. And I'm not there anymore, but I do think about how many people are doing that. Like people that are like, oh, I, the one thing that is my, is my trigger right now is, um, he has really dark, they have really dark energy. Yeah. I'm like, they don't have dark energy. They're just an asshole. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't be afraid of an asshole. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's not going to like, I I don't know. There's just something about like this complete rejection of like any negativity or like people that come for us for, for being kind of cunty sometimes. I'm just like, what, wouldn't you rather us hold space for the spectrum of emotion than, than be starry eyed and act like we're not, we're not paying attention. Yeah. These are the leaders of this. This is my, my opinion is that some of the, the charlatanism and the kind of washing, glossing over kind of spiritual bypassing and just broad stroke cliche consciousness of, of the kind of first wave of the new age, mm. which started in my childhood, basically, um, where I grew up with like all the a Vedic astrologer and a Reiki master. And a, but they I mean, nobody was a Vedic astrologer and a Reiki master. Now everybody is. But right. like at that time, so um, but, hot right now. but literally. Everybody, <laughs> everybody. Is a, if you're not a Reiki master, like, what are um, you doing with your life? So, but level two, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but so the the I think that that whole swell of a no judgment and all this kind of stuff it's it's literally a waste of time. You want to talk about waste of you know energy? Yeah. Um, because the 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 brain is binary. There's a binary code. That means it's always going to put things into the whole way that the thing the code works is binary. Mm-hmm. So people who are trying to like not have some sort of discernment slash judgment of something. Now, of course, there's levels of, of, of negativity and, and feeding of your own negative everything. Of course. That's, the, that's the work. That's like, you know, that's the work of, of meditation and living a conscious life. But yeah. you, you see someone and someone is, Yogi Bhajan calls it basically the behavioral, he has a really great term for this, which is like a behavioral, um, I can't think of it right now. Hedman Joad had to keep on telling it, but it's basically all the things that you continue to behave, your hab- habitual behavior that creates a pattern. Mm-hmm. And that pattern, if you continue to behave in a certain way, is going to be the pattern of just like a dickhead, mm-hmm. an asshole, or someone who's, you know, who's this. Now, do, do they have basic goodness? Yes, they have basic goodness. Do they have a soul? Usually, unless they're a reptile. Um, but <laughs> freezing on by that one. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, do they, all that stuff is true, yeah. but but the, the, the that doesn't mean that the, we can't look at someone and know that we're not, that they're you know, normal lowest common denominator is a specific thing. Right. Something you said to us at one point was idiot compassion. Idiot compassion. I like that. That stuck with me. Yeah. That's interesting. It is interesting. It's a good way of kind of getting yourself out of the light and love and the, and the, you know, big like cliche consciousness of the whole thing, which is just, you know, sometimes the most compassionate you can be with someone is really brutally honest. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's so much. Guru. There's so much we want to talk to you about. Um, I'm trying to. Has anyone ever told okay, you you should so, be a guru? 
So you no. Kundalini. Yes. What is like the layman's term definition of Kundalini yoga? Well, I I, t- I talk about it a lot in my book Invincible Living. Yeah, plug um, that shit, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is I think you know what I'm so happy about with Invincible Living. Well, we've now gotten it's it's going to be trans- it's being translated into four languages. So of course I'm wow, happy about congrats. that. Thank you so much. That's so cool. Um, but but what I'm really happy about is that I get like I get emails from people who are just they're not yogis and they don't think of themselves as spiritual. And I know this is part of you guys is work and I, that's why I, I adore you both and I want to support you in any way possible and and so happy you've been here um, doing your art and your work but um, it's just that these people who are just normal people yeah, benefit and, and I think that kundalini or some of the demystifying of these things is really important and kundalini is a poetic word for just energy basically it's it's the the clarity of mind and the energy to live a life that is somewhat more enjoyable than just kind of work a little bit of sex deadhead and then die yeah it's funny because i feel like your community is like you're very cool yeah you add you're a beautiful vessel for this information because it's it almost as steph said like we're i think the archetypical uh image of of kundalini practitioners are men with beards and it doesn't feel like like a modern connection yeah with no with all due respect yeah but um so it's just really fascinating to see someone who can like joke around who's like super down to earth super grounded brilliant delivering this information and it's resonating i think because of that you're able to cast such a wider net yeah, I, I definitely feel that I, I'm being used in a very specific way. And that's, you know, I, I was blessed to be with Yogi Bhajan, you know, when I was very young and at the end of his life for mm-hmm. a moment. And then my teacher, Hadi Jeevan, but both of them are totally, you know, they are the, the guys with beards. Um, but both of them, in my opinion, are some of the most modern people humans I've ever met um and just so and but 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 the vehicle now has to be in in a woman it really does that's part of the kind of change of the ages and both of them knew that so um and not just anyone you know it has to be someone like you said that that is real and and I do I've seen and we're going to see more of it I'll give a prediction um, just the charlatanism and the, the, the ways that people are not in integrity in every sector. Totally. Wellness to entertainment to this is the time where there are, I always say there are no secrets in the Aquarian age because Amen. you just can't, it's the age of no secrets. So mm-hmm. you've got to walk the talk and, and live the, live the, the life that you're kind of wasn't the Mayan prediction for the Aquarian age was that everybody would have basically a platform in which to speak on? Yes. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> okay, you were right, Mayans. But what do you, you were right? Yeah, okay, I guess you guys get it. No, what um what do you say though to people? Like I know that, you know, coming from more of like the Hatha yoga community of like that was my introduction yeah, to yoga. Yeah. I know there's definitely kind of like um Oh, those are the, the Kundalini people and like the Kundalinis. And, yeah. yeah, the Lainis. <laughs> and and then and there are people who embody kind of that thing where it's like it's not really grounded. And I and that's yeah. why I understand that point of view, because it does feel over the top. Yes, yes. And you know, I, I think we experience that in our lives too, where where we see people doing something that might be similar to us or adjacent, and we're mm-hmm. kind of like, it's hard for me, not as hard for her, but it's hard for me to not be like fired up about that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like how do you you just like keep fucking just doing your doing your do you know what david bowie said the only mistake he ever made in his career was he cared about what the audience thought Ah, uh, right. i just i'm an artist right yeah i make art and 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 i really unsolicited advice to you both in your career and everything you're up to don't you you you're you're on a race with yourself right and just don't look around. Don't look back. Just keep on. Yes. I feel and make, that. And, so and, and, and make the art that you want to make. Right. And I mean, we all like go down the, again, it's, you're not going to, we live in a the environment. Well, yeah, we live in the age. whole thing. Exactly. Um, and so there's, you know, we all get caught in a little bit of a, but this is where you can use your, whatever practice you're doing or, and your prayer to just be like, I want to use as much as my fuel that mm-hmm. I can. Cause there's X amount of energy and X amount of time every day and in a lifetime. 
So every day and in a lifetime, X amount of energy, X amount of time. So I want to use that as much as I possibly can towards the creation of myself. And, mm-hmm. and you know who has done it very brilliantly, in my opinion, is Tony Robbins. Yeah. And if, wow. I really feel like he and he there's a little I, I always talk about this little um, sound by in that I'm not your guru uh, um, Netflix. Can you that, do it in his voice? <laughs> I, I don't know if I can do it as well. It's kind of. I can't. And he's just like, you know, he's talking about how he was a kid, like abused kid from yeah. the Inland Empire. And he was just like, he's like, you know, I made this motherfucker Tony Robbins. Ah. I made this motherfucker. <laughs> and, I, and that's exactly like he, all Tony Robbins has done is every day he's created a bigger and bigger concept of who Tony Robbins is. And right. around on his portable and, tramp. Exactly. And, and look at what's happened. Cold pool. Exactly. Because <laughs> what, or whatever the things are that makes him you know he's not paying attention to whatever he's not paying attention to anybody else right i know you're so right we've been we were told once um that they were like stick with the kundalini people because they are motherfucking bosses and they like do shit and they get shit done and they make it rain you have a uh ramah institute here in venice california mallorca mallorca yeah and you just recently opened one in New York City. Yes. Like, what's your number one business advice? Because you're making it happen. Well, I'll tell you, and I'll, I'll just like squeeze this one in because I think you guys are, you're Eastsiders and you might have some Eastsiders. We also just, it, it, we were kind of quiet about it because it happened simultaneously to New York and mm-hmm. we wanted to keep it kind of quiet, but yeah. we're now announcing it. We opened an Eastside location. Where? On, in Los Angeles? Yes. <gasps> on cool. West Adams and Normandy. Um, Do you know who literally... Okay. Yep. And so, and it's a part of um, my initiative through um, Rama Foundation to bring wellness to underserved areas and populations. Uh, and so, it's all by donation. Um, you guys should do something down there. Yes. Uh, it's an amazing event space. I'm going to be doing some sal- like all sorts of salons, and it's just a really cool artistic awesome space um and we have regular classes and stuff so now that, that we just did that as well Ten minutes congratulations cool yeah it's a really beautiful space but so it, i will just say this the brick and mortar of it all is a huge pain in the ass and it's a huge labor of love um but I really feel that people need an actual gathering space to come to, to meet other people outside of maybe the bar culture or the, I feel, I feel, I feel very strongly about that. Um, and then obviously we have the digital platforms and all the other projects we're working on. But my, my biggest business advice is just take risks. I mean, who cares? Like people get all their panties in a bunch about, all sorts of things Crunching that don't matter. Numbers. Yeah, just do it. Just like if you have something you want to do and you just work hard. I, I feel like my East Coast work ethic has gotten me everywhere mm-hmm. because in LA, it's like a 25 hour work week is full time. And I came here and I was like, no, I'm a New Yorker. I work 80 hours a week. And that's gotten me everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I just take risks. You got to take risks. What else are you going to do? That's my thing to everybody. Totally. What else are you going to just like put your, do the thing you want to do? And if you fail, then at least you. you you got you tried. Yeah, you tried. I forget yeah. what thing I read recently that was like saying that exact thing where it's like, who the fuck was it that they treated their failures quote as um, with as much reverence as they treated their successes because of that exact thing where yeah. like there really isn't a failure if you're like putting action toward it. Yeah, and like literally, this is weird, but like I did like five podcasts before that sort of triggered happened, and like no one knows that. Yeah, like no one. It's like yeah. do whatever, and then it will lead you to like the next thing. It, it to will. The thing. I it love will. that. Yeah, yeah. You said something about bars, and I know we are kind of needing to wrap up, but I I was curious about like sort of the like sobriety element of mm-hmm. the Kundalini practice because yeah. I know that you're. Um, you know, I, to me, you just, you're up all night just breathing and, and you wake up in the morning and you eat, you know, just food that makes you float. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> right, right. And meanwhile, I like roll out of bed. I'm like, let me just have a tiny bit of THC. Let me get it going. <laughs> like, uh, one let day. me do this. Yeah. Not every day, but I give myself permission whenever the fuck I feel like it. Follow your preferences. Yeah. 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 So I'm just kind of curious of like your, Elizabeth is like, you're making our listeners feel like you're a degenerate. <laughs> I am. I love <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, mom. I think it's actually pretty normal these days for people to be taking a little THC um, yeah. in the in the culture, uh, the the medical marijuana culture and the legalization of marijuana. This is my opinion. I'm mm-hmm. going to give it to you straight. Yeah, 
please. I feel that every group of revolutionary, clear-minded, strong, young humans that have kind of come up, including yourselves in your generation, um, there has been an agenda to basically keep them from their most clear and empowered state from, you saw it very clearly in the 60s, I mean, hugely revolutionary group of young people and the drugs, the drugs are what stopped them from being able to actually change the world. In my I mean, opinion. masculine doesn't help you take over the world. <laughs> Even Carlos Castaneda himself <laughs> said in his third book, which is a very good book, Journey to Itzlin, he said, you know, um, sorry I... Sorry about the recuperation. Sorry about the, yeah. the recapitulation. <laughs> recapitulation. <laughs> he said, I thought it was about the mushrooms. I thought it was about the, I thought it was about the mescaline. And it's not about that. It's about my own personal power. Wow. He even said it himself. But of course, he's not remembered for that. He's right. remembered for this kind of the, the father in some way of plant medicine and all this stuff. He himself said... The only reason the Don Juan gave me the peyote was because I was so dense in my head that I needed something to break open. In the beginning. In the beginning. So if you're asking me, we don't care what you do, do whatever you want. But if you feel like there's an edge that you're not getting on top of in your life, you might want to explore doing some meditation rather than drinking more or right. doing more you know whatever the things you're doing instead of um, and, and, doing crack. and and smoking crack and yeah. stuff um, but you know because I've actually seen recently someone it, there's a movement of like squares like people who are not spiritual at all who are basically stopping drinking because they want to be more successful mm. which is fine like you know you that can actually see it checks out and and there's and and the basically what's happening is they're they're you know coming back going whoa this is pretty amazing I'm you know I'm so much more productive so but again it's all an experiment yeah. you're here in this body as an experiment so yeah. I'm not I'm not myself I know what keeps me clear minded for the most part but I drink caffeine like yeah. I'm not you know what I mean I don't I think yeah. I've, and that that is a stimulant um, so I think everybody has to figure out what what, what works for them yeah I remember when we first met you we were by the coffee bar at that matches event and I was like oh I love her she's like down she's like you were like this is my third coffee of the day I was like oh, okay I'm fully obsessed with you yeah. <laughs> I was like down in at the at the at the coffee bar yeah, yeah. I mean and, and even that I've actually had like the past couple of months I've actually taken the caffeine down a little yeah. bit and I feel that I'm much more productive so you have to kind of figure out Play your own chemistry exactly absolutely Fuck, I don't want the conversation to end. This is too fun, always. We love you. Is there we anything else? I love you. Why is it ending? No. Um, we're just going to have to have you back, but since we're recording out of your home, essentially, um, that should be pretty easy. Yes, well, you'd we think, would love except to. for that you're literally I know. the yeah. most, like, world <laughs> traveling, like, busy person. I'm <laughs> changing the I'm like, world. we haven't All seen around. her in six months. <laughs> I know. I miss her. It was a little weird this past six months, but I'm so happy to be home. Tell and our listeners where they can find you. Well, we have something called Rama TV, which um, is part of what also you you can find. That's a retrograde on Rama TV and the videos. And uh, so that's Rama-TV.com. And then also uh, gurujagat.com, which, and then um, Instagram is at gurujagat. And we have all sorts of fun things that are happening. We so really do. Wait, I'm so stoked to go to the East Side studio. I'm really. The only and, reason why I don't come here more is because it's far. I know. Um, uh, on Saturday uh, for the new moon, I'm doing, I'm doing a meditation event there. I'll send it to you oh, guys. Oh, cool. Yeah, that'll We're be my there. first time I'm teaching there. But also, it's a great place. And if you guys ever want to do something, it's just super convenient and um, what Whatever donation you make goes to Rama Foundation. So wonderful! Wow. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Yes, that's a retrograde. It's time for roses and thorns. Thanks to one of our favorite companies in the feminine care space, Lola. Yay, Lola! Hey, girl. We love Lola's subscription service because they offer complete transparency of their product ingredients, and now they're offering a new product to go deeper on your menstrual healing journey. Wow. Hey, Elizabeth, did you know that 80% of women experience menstrual cramps and one in five experience pain so severe it impacts their ability to carry out their daily activities? I did not know that statistic, but I do know that that's 100% true for me, myself, and I, so I relate. So what are you doing for it? Um, You know, just like check out from life and hate the world for 24 hours. Sure. But, you know, people tend to like pop painkillers, use a heating pad, be tethered to their bed or whatever for the day and like you can't live life like that well guess what tell me lola is here to help 
with their launch of their new essential oil blend. That's right. Lola's essential oil blend is a unique herbal blend of pure essential oils, including geranium and chamomile, which help improve blood flow, while the deep sensation from capsaicin helps to calm menstrual cramp pain. And we've talked to essential oil experts on the show, and I've always asked them, like, what's the proper fix for cramps? And they've always said a blend, a blend, a blend. And I'm not, like, at home blending essential oils, so this is speaks to me so much. Well, Lola's made it easy because they have a roll-on applicator. It's mess-free. You can take it with you, throw it in your purse, and it's pre-diluted, so you can just apply all of the blend directly to your abdomen, and you will get maximum cramp relief. Yes, Lola! And of course, it's made with 100% pure essential oils without parabens, synthetic colors, alcohol, or fragrance additives. So... If you're interested and you want to nullify your cramps, <laughs> yeah, I use the word nullify yes. in reference to cramps. Dictionary. You can visit mylola.com and enter the code retrograde to get 50% off your first order when you subscribe. That's right. 50% off your first order from mylola.com when you enter retrograde at checkout and uh, tampons, essential oil blends, and like good vibes for your period. Namaste cramp free, y'all. Yes. It's time for RNT, those stems and leaves. It's time for RNT. Yeah, you know me. Um, first and foremost, Collective Rose. We had an event last week in Venice with Sage, a.k.a. Sage Wellness, in their beautiful event space on Abbott Kinney. Oh, my God. And we packed it to the gills. Mm-hmm. And we did a little talk. Mm-hmm. And then we had some group acupuncture, which I don't even know if that's legal, but it was phenomenal. Acupuncture house party. <laughs> yeah, exactly, with Carolyn Barron from Botanarchy, former guest. We had uh, the menu from M Cafe curated by Alyssa Goodman, former, former guest. guest. <laughs> we had Katie Manzella doing angel reading cards, former guest. We had crystal readings going on upstairs. We had- I was bummed I didn't get to meet her. I didn't either because the line was like so long. So long. I know. And then we had our friend Laura over at Roots Laguna Beach, which is an incredible toxin-free beauty emporium doing like mini makeovers with Ilya Cosmetics. And uh, what a fucking magical evening. We got to hang out with all of our L.A. listeners and like hear what you guys think about the show and like... It just, it was really special. You guys. Shout out to like- Joey Greer for opening it with a light, gentle, tight five comedy set at the top. More like a tight nine. A tight nine. <laughs> it was um, amazing. But let's just say it's the first of many things of that nature to come. Yeah. And we have, um, just to piggyback on that, we have a free shipping code with Roots Laguna Beach that has all the products that we love and talk about on this show. Um, if you use the code Roots Retrograde, you get free shipping. That's so, amazing. like, try some stuff. Her inventory is next level. So legit. It's yeah. So good. So, so, so. And if you're good. in Laguna, you should go there because Laura's amazing and she'll give you a makeover. And yeah. Yeah. Tell her you're listening to the show. She'll give you, do your makeup and you'll I'm feel sure she'll hook you up. Fab. Yeah. Rosie AF. Okay. Yeah. This rose, it's like an ongoing rose. If you may remember, I have. My favorite T-shirt from oh, right. Think 1994 Museum, which is this dope museum in Brooklyn that I've talked about on the show that says, um, it's a call out to the First Wives Club, and it says, Rose, uh, Rosie. It says, <laughs> Diane Goldie Bet on it, or I don't know the, but, and if you remember, the last time I wore this said shirt, I ended up sitting at a dinner table with Goldie Hawn, casual. Mm-hmm. Relatable. Relatable. And then... Whose house did you go to this weekend, Steph? Just so, tell us. This was a very <laughs> odd scenario, but um, I found myself at the home of Diane Keaton on Saturday night. This goddamn <laughs> shirt is like sisterhood of the traveling manifestations. like manifestations. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I think Bette Midler is like coming around the corner real fast I feel for like us. she's probably waiting in the lobby of where we're recording yeah. right now to do some sort of uh, commercial pickup. Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy or yeah. something. <laughs> I don't even know. But yeah, so Diane wrote a book called The House That Pinterest Built because she's like a house flipper. I don't even use Pinterest, but I follow Diane Keaton on Pinterest because it's like, she's it's just like, if you know what you're doing, you're following Diane Keaton The whole on book is just her pins. <laughs> basically, and it's beautiful. Do you have a copy? Yeah, of course. Okay, that I was the really gift. need to borrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was serving Keaton wines, and it was just like... Live, I, honey. I mean, I know that... I told my brother this, and he was kind of like, yeah, obviously, it's Diane Keaton. 
but I was like Stephen impression. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I know who I want to be now. Like he's like, yeah, obviously. But I was yeah. just like, no, like I met like she's like. I think the that you're the quirkiest. Diane, and I think I'm the Goldie. Sure, Can I yeah. say that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I love and like that. we're all bet. Yeah, Steven's bet. the bet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, so that I just loved that story. I'm like this damn shirt. I like, know. Calling shit in. That was wild. I wish I was kind of wearing the t-shirt. That would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been that would have been special. Yeah. Oh well. Um, Okay. Hopefully we'll Another see you again. <laughs> I'm keeping it light today. I yeah, feel please. like why not? We had just such a great chat with Guru Jagat. Listen, and I was already on Twitter are. this morning, so it's so, already gotten really dark for me. Yeah, so I so need let's to turn it around. It back up. Okay, so I have to say, um, the Taylor Swift album, the new one, is Bop Central. And what's funny about this is because Taylor Swift was literally not on my radar as a musician or like a person until her um she put her music catalog yes until she put her music catalog they'll, they'll literally sue us for putting us on the radio no we don't her charge people are intense we don't charge for our podcast um but her st- <laughs> she put her catalog on spotify this summer and i was like you guys the 1989 album is incredible and all of her, your brother and like all his friends were like elizabeth yeah, it came out in 2014. Get with the program. Like, they, like, shamed me. And I was like, anyway, so I feel like I, quote, unquote, like, discovered Taylor Swift in my heart yeah. recently. Yeah. And I could literally write a think piece on her and, like, all the backlash she endures. Like, I just, I love her. I'm sorry. And this album is just the, like, sugary, fun, eclectic pop album that we need now in our souls. And I just feel that. And you know what? You're on board. She is jamming right now. It's so good. So if anyone else is with me on this. My thorn is that I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's just great. So, like, what's better than, like, a fun, like, bop-filled pop album? You know, I generally have resistance to um, shallow cunts. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm back on board. I'm on board with Taylor because I feel like... It's just undeniably enjoyable. Yeah. And I don't have to um, be 100% behind the artist in this case to enjoy the music because there also are so many other collaborators on the album that made it great. Amen. Sister. I'll give it to her. I'll take it. You're Thank a, you. I receive that. Yeah, you're welcome. I rece- as her, don't blame as her representative, baby. I receive that. <laughs> um, so, hey, you guys, if you want something fun to listen to, check that out. Have you heard of Taylor Swift? She has a new album. <laughs> also, if you want something fun to listen to, check out That's So Retrograde. Yes. We're coming at you every week. We're going to have a fun bonus episode for you coming out uh, over Thanksgiving, oh, yeah. which we're so excited about. Oh, we yeah. had an amazing conversation with our friend Ruthie Lindsay and... I think it's going to leave you all inspired. Um, Other than that, you know, it's time to get out of here. You can check out. um, Don't forget to check out our Patreon, guys. We're really, really putting a lot of effort into making content happen. We did a really cool breathing exercise with Guru Jagat from this episode that we'll be putting up there for you guys to enjoy and hopefully do with us. Um, I don't know. Love you all. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Sambari. Check us out at So Retrograde on Instagram and Namaste Listening. G bye. Yes, that's so retrograde.